0: seekers, explorers and renegades out there. Welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast. I'm your host Christopher Lemke. Oftentimes we end up confusing empathy with sympathy where we think that feeling bad for someone else is uh, an empathetic gesture as it were. Whereas to be truly empathetic uh, you need to recognize the pain that someone else is going through and being able to recognize that within yourself and not necessarily feeling bad for the other person but holding that space for them and and really uh, knowing what they're going through. So whereas a sympathy card might say, I'm sorry for your loss, an empathy card would uh, probably say something to the effect of, I feel your pain. In today's discussion we are going to delve deeper into the definition of uh, empathy but also looking at different situations and it's not only when someone's feeling bad but uh, someone having a strong idea or a strong opinion how do you empathize with them in those situations and what's the purpose of empathy in those situations. Anyway, I'm not going to hold you back any longer so uh, go ahead and uh, delve right into this deep discussion. Enjoy. As always, I'd like to start with a quote, and this one is from uh, Roy T. Bennett. Sometimes all a person wants is an empathetic ear. All he or she needs is to talk it out. Just offering a listening ear and an understanding heart for his or her suffering can be a big comfort. So what Roy is uh, referring to there, I think, is uh, what I would call holding space. A lot of times we mix up, the concepts of empathy and sympathy in terms of the use of the language, just to get us all on the same page in terms of uh, the difference between empathy and sympathy, uh, empathy is described as the ability to put oneself in the situation of another, experiencing emotions, ideas, or opinions of that person and I think the two parts uh, last thing uh, the last parts there of the uh, uh, statement ideas or opinions is going to be important as we go in and discover more about um, the function of empathy in society. Sympathy, on the other hand, is feeling bad for someone suffering, but not knowing, uh, but not being able to feel it or resonate with it. So, hence, sympathy sympathy cards may not really have uh, that kind of feeling with it. You're just feeling sad, or you're feeling bad for someone. But it's reflected with how you feel that you're not actually taking uh, delving into the uh, feelings of others. A lot of people feel that when you're empathetic, you should. If you, uh, the, the metaphor I usually use is the uh, someone's fallen down a hole and there's no way to come up out of the hole. So a lot of people think that empathy is jumping down in the hole with the person and sitting down with them and waiting for someone to come and rescue them. Now, From my perspective, it is more of to put the ladder down, climb down, sit with the person in the hole, but give that person an option to use the ladder. Just being with them, absolutely. You can then get out of the hole, leave the ladder as a resource for that person to then make a choice whether they want to get out of the hole or not. Uh, It's not necessarily our job to become part of the problem nor is it out uh, as an empath- empathetic person. It's not necessarily your job to uh, drag them out either. Oftentimes, we describe the, uh, the, the experiment where you have a butter- or a larvae in the chrysalis who's turning into a, uh, into a butterfly, and when they're trying to get out, if you take a scalpel and cut the, the uh, chrysalis open or the cocoon open, and help the uh, butterfly out, it will actually be unable to uh, survive because it doesn't have the muscles developed that it would have developed during the uh, uh, breaking out of the chrysalis uh, in order to survive. And that's the same concept here, that we don't want to do things for people we want to resource them to do it themselves. And that's the empathetic uh, thing to do. And sometimes the most empathetic thing you can do is to leave someone to it hold space be there be part of the journey and uh, give you understanding as a, when I when I studied uh, psychotherapy one of the things that we talk about is the unconditional regard and sometimes all you got to do is just sit there and be present oftentimes clients feel when they when they realize you're just sitting there and allowing them to express themselves without saying, well, you can do this, or you can do that, or, oh, that's a pity I feel for you. Just sit there and be quiet and, you know, nod and acknowledge that you, you're hearing them. That sometimes is more healing than anything else because a lot of times people haven't had the, the opportunity to express themselves at all. So just sitting there and being quiet can sometimes be the solution to all their problems. Um, because they've finally been able to express themselves. Uh, so that can certainly be uh, empathetic all in itself. Being able to accept someone else's journey is challenging, especially if it's a you know child or spouse or someone near to you. But that may sometimes be the most empathetic thing you can do, right? So you allow them to pursue their journey, and resolve their own karmic energies that they've built up, because it is a discovery process. It is a process of exploration into one's own experiences. Um, and that doesn't involve anybody else. Of course, you know, if, uh, if someone comes and asks for assistance, then lend them what assistance you can. But at the same time, I don't feel that empathy... necessitates that anybody sacrifice themselves to their own detriment. That is neither empathetic to yourself nor to anybody else. So empathy, as many other things, start with yourself. If you're unable to be empathetic with yourself, a lot of times we go out of our way to satisfy uh, the needs of others. And that way, uh, trying to prove to ourselves ourselves that we are empathetic and uh, helpful, right? Uh, But we got to start with ourselves and make sure that we actually have the energy and we have the ability to uh, support others in that process. Oftentimes also when we have situations where the collective has decided that something is the appropriate thing to do, but we as individuals decide that is not Appropriate for ourselves. And oftentimes uh, we can be uh, find ourselves accused of being unempathetic or lacking empathy because we are looking out or we, we're looking at things from our own perspective and we're following our own intuition. Question there is is that unempathetic in that process to not follow what everybody else is doing, but rather to do what one self feels it's uh, the right thing to do or is it uh is empathy part of the process of joining everybody else in that process
1: hi so i don't think you have to be part of the process with everyone else because everyone is different and it depends on um, how you're looking at a situation um for instance i'm a nurse and I fully feel that person's situation when I go into a room and something is wrong with them. At the same time, I consider other things, even though I feel that situation for them. So I don't think you have to be like everyone else. I think sometimes you have to be an individual and just do what is right.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens if everybody else comes to you and says, well, you have to do this, uh, otherwise you feel... you." we we're going to think that you're un, uh being uh or you're lacking empathy. What what's the uh, solution for that in those cases? And I think why I want to kind of go with this is the uh, to see where how can we hold our strength and how can we hold our own power in situations where where we are following our own guidance but uh the outside world is kind of putting the pressure on.
1: Sometimes you have to stand alone. And it isolates you. But if it's the right thing to do in the end, it will show. I advocate for people all the time um, because I look at them as an individual, not as a collective. Because mm-hmm. each one is independent, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I go by what I see, what I feel at that time. And a lot of the time, not everyone agrees with me. But in the long run, it's what is best for the person um, that you're assisting.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: Because you're feeling that situation with that person. It doesn't mean that you're going to have the same view as I do. You know, you may be thinking something different, but the outcome will be the same when you pursue some kind of an intervention for that person, right? But it may not be the same steps like I would take, but I still have that person's interest at heart. I feel their situation and I'm working towards it, but you may think something different. Mm So I think it it depends from uh, maybe where you're coming from, maybe you're thinking your background, but I go with the individual. We do yeah. end up standing alone sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. I think one aspect that mm-hmm. actually comes to mind now that you mentioned that you're a nurse, what we can come up against, for example, if you have uh, someone who's diagnosed with cancer and is convinced that you know conventional cancer treatments are ineffective or you know, are not appropriate for the individual and chooses to use alternative uh, methods instead. Oftentimes I've found, at least in the cases I've uh, read about and noticed, that family around them will react very strongly and be very much opposed to the choice of the individual, right? That they lack empathy for the people that are, quote-unquote, going to be left behind, Right, so it it is a very challenging situation. But what what's the most important in that case is it to satisfy the, the the people around the person who is diagnosed, or is it to support the person who has the diagnosis to make sure that they feel comfortable in their process? And and what's the process that the individuals around them uh, could then? used to accept the choice of the uh the cancer patient in this case
2: i know i've been looking at the brahma vihara cultivation i don't Mm -hmm. know if people are familiar with that a lot of that is again it's the transmutation of those lower level frequencies and energies and i think that from the perspective of taking the lead of your lower chakras into the gold of the four imaginable motions and i think that you know one of the those four immeasurable emotions is the mudita, which is a sympathetic joy, which is the evolution of insecurity, fear, and envy, which then can turn into a different state of where you look at the fact that it's the opportunity to look at people stating, you know, may your good fortune increase. So from that perspective, it's like you're almost taking your pain and you're turning it into gold to be able to assist with other people. So by looking out for other people, you have the opportunity to be able to kind of like flip that, for yourself because even though you might be in heart-wrenching pain it's still from that perspective that by putting out that those positive vibrations it's like in the hopes that they come back so I think from that perspective too but it's also a difficult thing in the sense of where I think that a lot of times when people are going through really intense things we can hold space all that we want but the reality is that most people like we were talking about when someone dies it's like there's a sympathy card but you know no, sorry for your loss, it doesn't really cut it. So it's like, you know, well, I'm sorry for what you're going through, but it's still again, it doesn't really cut it. So is just still there, left to process their pain, and you can hold as much space as you want to for them. But ultimately, it's like it's still you standing there with your pain.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, and it is a, a grieving process, and uh, you, you, from my perspective, you, it's the individual who then makes a choice what they're going to do with that pain, uh, as you say, if they're going to turn it into into gold or if they're going to create their own karmic energy from that, that is uh, uh, going to be, be challenging for them in the future as well. So, of course, it is an individual experience, but if you're standing alone in that experience, having someone that can have that unconditional regard and really just hold that space for you. That that might make it easier to process and to, to know that someone is there supporting you in that process. Um, that's my point of view anyway, oftentimes, you know, we, when we look at a biggest, um, uh, the bigger picture, it is always from our own perspective. Empathy is always from our own perspective. You know, what, what can I do? Right. So, I can have a lot of empathy for a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, I'm not here to work to solve all the problems of the world, right? We all come to this world with our own uh, purposes and our own directions. I think it's important to understand that we all do what we can to uh, alleviate or to be there to support others in the areas that we are meant to support others in. Uh, just because you know I'm not out there uh, working in a in a uh, soup kitchen necessarily doesn't mean I don't have empathy for uh, someone in homeless.
3: I have been totally challenged for by
0: these things
3: lately i I'm from Cuba. I don't know if someone here know what is going on there. Mm-hmm. I'm in the point where I don't know if I should post the pictures of person I know that are now in jail without a trial because I'm scared of friends that I have in my in my circle.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm afraid to be, po- so it's, it's, a, it's like, I'm sorry, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a like an extreme situation where concept like empathy, um, sympathy came in a stream. So should I post? that my friend has been disappeared for 11 days, eight days, or even though I'm risking other friends who are living in Cuba because bringing support to people who need it mm-hmm. and at the same time risking that my support harm other people who are, I already love. Yeah. So I think in situations where we really don't know, that's my, my, my present answer to that, I think in situations when we don't really know our role, our role, we should wait for signals instead of just act without any guidance. So if we don't know how to help someone in pain, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say just wait for signals because sometimes we can make things worse. For example, I'm, I'm, I'm a Cuban and I have friends now. I don't know if everybody Probably no one, I don't know. So we are we are living something like unique right now. People are on the streets and there are a lot of people in jails, And some of my friends are in jail just by the fact of being on, on a street, standing on a street. Mm-hmm. But if I post something, I will like, I will point out to other friends that are in the same circles that are living there. I'm outside of my country, so I'm not at risk right now. Yeah but I have a lot of people who are a race, so it's, it's a very like extreme situation. I'm sorry if I bring politics. I, I usually don't do that, but it's like...
0: This is not a political situation so, in that because you have friends that are challenged, so that's not uh, political in that respect, from my point of view, anyway. a way. So it's, it's uh, how are you dealing with it, how are you working through it, and that's uh, mo- more than welcome, Tatiana, so don't worry about it. Yeah, the, and you do bring up a very poignant... Thing that we tend to be very uncomfortable with others being in pain. So we do rush in there with whatever we can to make them, well, what we think in a way is to make them feel better. So we rush in with suggestions and comments and, oh, it's not that bad. Or, you know, we we end up basically diminishing that person's uh, pain rather than, as I said, just sit there and listen and hold space, right? Because it, when we do experience empathy, we do take on the mm-hmm. uh, uh, parts of that uh, pain for ourselves, and we, we actually feel that pain for ourselves. But if we know that this pain belongs to someone else, we, we can work through it in a different way so that we don't need to jump in You know, if someone's sitting in a dark room uh, or sitting in darkness, we don't need to rush in and necessarily flip on the lights because we we are uncomfortable in the darkness, right? We can go in and actually sit with them in the darkness and experience it with them without attaching ourselves to their emotions, without attaching ourselves to their situation per se. Part of this process, and I alluded to it before, is the the acceptance of it, that we accept. So if people are of other opinions or have other ideas of how to solve things, the empathy is to seeking to understand where that person is coming from without making judgments or making assumptions about where that person is coming from. So a lot of times when we find division in society is because we jump in there and we're not so interested in understanding other people, but rather to enforce our own beliefs and try to convince and win the argument as opposed to saying that, you know what, we're not on the same page here. We don't think the same way, but that's okay. I respect you for your opinion. Hopefully you respect me for mine. And that's okay. Uh, so empathy is being able to take on the opinion of someone else, process it within yourself, and say, does this resonate with me or doesn't it? If it doesn't, that's fine. And you accept that. So, and then whatever might resonate with you, you can take that on as part of your journey as well. But it's that division oftentimes happens because A, we're uncomfortable with feeling the pain of others. And B, we, we're we not interested in what anybody else has to say. We, we just want to make ourselves heard. We just want to make sure that our opinion is being heard out there and that as many people as possible is taking on our opinion. So taking these podcasts, for example, The goal here is not to convince everybody that this is the only way to be empathetic. These are my ideas, and that's why I open it up to everybody to share their perspectives and and any ideas that uh, you guys have. Everybody can take something from it.
4: You know, honestly, for me, empathy and compassion both are transformative in relationships in their own way, because how I see it is, you know, it's basically about going beyond the immediate behaviors of what you see in people and the judgments and really diving deeper of understanding, you know, why people are wired the way they are. In fact, that's where my passion lies and has got me to do do the work that I do today. Mm -hmm. Um, But having said that, I think one of my challenges in this space also is when I am confronted with a person who is being <laughs> obnoxious for the lack of words, or just really irrational and causing other people pain, even though I'm fully aware of the theory that hurt people hurt people, you know they're going through their own pain and they're inflicting it to, onto other people and so on, it just in that moment is quite challenging to actually empathize with the person. Um, even though you know, you know what they're going through is from a space of pain and you know resentment or unhealed trauma and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But do you have any insights on how to actually deal with um, situations like that? Even though you're family members and you see them repeatedly inflicting pain onto others, um, and in concept you know that yeah they're coming from a space of hurt, which is fair. But like it's just hard to empathize in that current moment. Um, do you have any insights on that at all? and if you
0: resonate with it. absolutely i think we've all been in that situation where we 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 are we kind of the, the observer of a situation and uh, we're seeing someone inflict pain on others around and uh, others being this, uh, submissive to that and yes of course it is very challenging to show compassion and empathy in those situations some of the techniques i use uh, which some of you might may have heard before, but uh, I use the four agreements uh effectively for many situations like this, so that I don't take anything personally to begin with because oftentimes you can do that, you feel that you're being swept up in it because they're being mean to others, but also not assuming that we know that person's story, and oftentimes when it comes to family it is very challenging because they're very close to us. So we, we think we know their story entirely. But the thing is, we don't. We don't know what they're thinking on a moment-to-moment basis. We don't know the composition of their energy and their thought process and so forth. So unless we're looking inside ourselves, we can't make any assumptions about anything. Actually, we can't make assumptions by ourselves either, but we At least we are the person that knows ourselves the best. So if we can kind of start with that process, then we can start saying, okay, well, what has happened to this person in their life that makes them act out in this way? And then you can start going back and without making any judgments or criticisms, you just kind of follow the the trail back to when they're a child And you discover that, in my view, in a way that every child is innocent. There is nothing but pure uh, innocence in, in a child. So, And everybody, we all have that child within us. So when I look at someone who's treating me poorly or treating me in a way that is not congruent with how I would treat them, then it's I always look at that child. I view that child within them, and I, I see the pain and the journey and the the difficulties and the challenges that child has had in their life in order to end up where they are in that particular uh, situation that we're facing right now uh, in that moment. And that I don't have necessarily, I don't need to be compatible or have empathy for the the person on the outside, or the, the person that's being presented, but I can have empathy for the child within. And yeah. that can then oh. allow me to show empathy for the person that I'm uh, uh, encountering. Does that make sense, Sukhum?
4: Yeah, it does. Uh, so can you just summarize? What was this called again? The four what, Story?
0: Uh, so there's a book called The, the Four Agreement by Don Rees uh, okay. Gell um and it's the basically for for tenants in it uh don't take anything personally never assume Mm -hmm. anything about anybody always use your words Mm -hmm. impeccably and always do your best yeah so your best today is going to be uh, different from your best tomorrow so the that's the starting point for seeing uh to empathize with someone who's not being very nice right so you you don't empathize with the, so, the, the person who's showing up being mean. That's not who you mm-hmm. empathize with. You empathize with the child who's had the journey uh, that has... Because that, that meanness of, of, oftentimes derives from core wounding that then uh, that child has uh, put on this layer of protection uh, in order to survive in their mind, right? that then has become mm-hmm. part of their personality and their uh, their pattern of behavior, right?
4: Absolutely. So, so where is the... Okay, got it, got it so, No, 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 go ahead. child. No, no, I'm just asking where the child part comes in, but that comes in pretty much everything you said within the four agreements about empathizing with the person's inner child and knowing that there's yeah. inner child within each of them. Yeah. And what's your take on... Um, you know sort of integrating empathy with boundaries like how does how, what do you think about that
0: that's the tricky part right because uh, yeah. a lot of times we end up uh when we don't have boundaries we empathize uh not too much but we we end up sacrificing ourselves despite <laughs> uh, despite yeah. ourselves so we actually sacrifice ourselves to our own detriment as opposed to showing up and uh, being of service, so the results Absolutely. might be the same uh, for the persons, uh, people on the outside. But one way, uh, if we show up and we're showing up in service, then we are actually standing in our power, and we we have boundaries uh, around us. Now, the boundaries, uh, in my experience, anyway, boundaries are not something that is hard and fast. It's not like here, but no further kind of thing. It's something that is very fluid. It's something that you work with and trust every moment that you show up in uh, any experience. Um, and that comes from just working through those, you know, the traumas and the core wounding that you have since whenever, right? So if you work through that and you gain that confidence and self-esteem within yourself then those boundaries are going to you're going to trust those boundaries at any given time so at one point you might accept that someone's screaming yelling at you because you understand where they come from another time you might say no i don't accept that and just walk away right um, mm. but of course you know uh, anyone yelling or screaming at me i I, voc- I, I express how I feel about it, but I might give them some time because I understand that's how they want to uh, express themselves at that time. And I can say, listen, I appreciate you want to express yourself in that way, but I don't want to be yelled at. So uh, if you're going to continue yelling, I'm going to walk away. Right. So you, so you don't need to escalate it from that. Right.
4: Absolutely. I think that's where having that boundary. Um... It's so key because otherwise you just let people walk all over you just because you're nice enough to empathize with their story and their pain, and they've not had the awareness about what they are doing to you, right? Yeah. Um. So, I think it really goes directly in line with your sense of self, like which is self-worth and honoring yourself yeah. while being able to empathize with the person maintaining that sense of boundary and being assertive when you have to. Otherwise, you can just lose track of you know everything.
0: Well, you can be assertive with compassion, right? Absolutely. You don't have to be assertive uh, from a point of view of being aggressive. Yeah, correct. Um, And I think it's just seeing people for the journeys they've had and allow them to... And perhaps in a case where uh, if someone is being victimized by someone trying to master them in that kind of a situation, then perhaps go and... Sit with the uh, the victim as a well work and show up as a role model because when you show up as a role model, others are going to look at that and go "Oh that's interesting <laughs> you know what 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 has yeah. Sukun done that is so different and oh that I want to be like that and then they then they approach you right, and then you can start talking yeah. about what you do and how you show up in life. And then you actually enact change around you. And actually, a lot of times, just showing up with that strong, beautiful energy uh, can uh, cause changes uh, from the get-go like that.
5: I think what you just spoke was very, very clear and very nice. So so nothing much to say. Yes, I was going to say that, um, you know, when people closest to you, it's difficult to empathize with them. And people who are not that close and you don't deal with them on a daily basis, it's easier to empathize with them. But yes, theoretically, you know, the, we know that it's the child in them or or they themselves need healing and that's why they behave the way they do. But when you are in the situation at that time, it is a little difficult to um, empathize in that moment. At least I feel sometimes... Um, being in the moment, it becomes difficult. But I also realize later on when I look at the situation that, you know, most of the time, if I am feeling the way I'm feeling because of somebody else's behavior, it's not because what that person said or did, it's probably because I missed out on certain actions and I'm missing out my own actions and my focus is onto something which is not that important. And that's why I feel the way I feel.
0: No, absolutely. And you, you touch on something. Uh, very important there is the, the, the self-reflection, right? So as soon as we have something that triggers ourselves in in an experience, uh, we have to look at ourselves and say, okay, why is this triggering me? So for example, if someone is being mean to someone else, then yeah, that can be quite obvious to a lot of people. But some people accept their interaction as being part of them playing out whatever scene or experiences they want to uh, need to play out, right? But if if we get triggered by it ourselves, then it might behoove us to look at, okay, why am I triggered by this? And that can then help you look back or look into your own core wounding and uh, resolve some of those issues for yourself, right? So And yes, family is Definitely the most difficult in that respect, because there are a lot of shoulds, there are a lot of supposed to, right? So we are supposed to love our family, we are supposed to love those that we are related to, and therefore uh, that kind of oftentimes gets in the way uh, of feeling empathetic, because... Oh well, I'm supposed to have unconditional love for these people, and I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> so that that does become part of that challenge. I feel, but you do the same thing there, and oftentimes you can you can probably understand their story a little bit better than someone that you've never met before, but always know that there is part of their story that you have no clue of, and uh, allow that to become part become part of their. Uh, not assuming you know someone else's story right uh,
5: also i uh, at this point i just remembered something so i thought i could just touch upon that Please so there look. is a book there is a book called god speaks um and people can find it online if they want um on amazon it's available so this book actually uh, talks about journey of the soul and mm-hmm. how the whole soul begins the journey in which form and how it ends at the end when you get realized and various forms and various uh, stages that you go through and various impressions that your soul um, has in that particular form and that how that stays on your soul you know and then finally when you become a human being you actually start uh, experiencing those things so most of the things that happen in our lives or in anybody's else's life it's like Um, Tatiana was talking about people in in uh, Cuba I mean if you just read that book or understand how it all works most of the time things are happening because of the experiences uh, happening out of the impressions that we have collected over a period of millions of years so of course it becomes very easy to understand for somebody else as we were just discussing. And it is difficult to you know, experience that for your own self and to accept that, oh, this is happening to me because of my impressions or the experiences my soul need. It's easier to understand for the other people. So maybe if we are talking about empathizing with others, this information or this knowledge also can be very helpful.
0: Well, I think the challenge there is that We can look, I mean, I tend to look at this world or this experience as a bit of a role play, right? We we show up in life and we play roles and some, uh, some roles are more challenging than others. Um, but at the same time, it's like uh, for Tatiana, it, it must be really challenging. You know, she's not in a, her home country and she has friends and family that are dealing with uh, the challenges in uh, Kuba at the moment. Um, so there, there is that she is taking on those emotions, right? But it becomes even more so because there are so many more layers to it that, that uh, uh, happens when you are an expat and you're not there and so forth. I'm, I'm an expat myself, but. Thankfully, Sweden is uh, not uh, in riots or anything like that. The political situation is quite stable. Uh, but you know, you, you are, if something happens in the, in the family as a whole, I'm not there. So, but you still take on those emotions, and you, um, and it's it's like any time you have emotions within yourself, whether it's being your own or somebody else's, is allowing you know understand that that those emotions are there for a purpose. They are there to communicate something to you. Uh, They're not there to harm you. They're not there to mess with you. They're not there to, of course, make your life a living hell, as it were, but they're actually there for a purpose. They're there to uh, support you on your journey. When you have show that empathy, you allow those emotions to come in within you and you allow yourself to build your uh, emotional intelligence and allowing those emotions to just, go through you as you observe them without um, attaching to them. The The problem, be- we kind of perpetuate or we, we amplify the problem when we latch on to the emotions. And we latch on to them in a way of using our thoughts or how we express them, uh, how we act out from the emotions. Uh, so I've found for myself in a way that observing my emotions from the perspective of my awareness then i can i can look at the emotion coming up and and i can say it's okay i don't judge it i don't criticize it i just allow it to be i acknowledge it and this is how i've worked through my past experiences as well i because once you start, start asking the, the big questions and you start peeling the onion, uh, those emotions that you've suppressed throughout your life is going to start coming up, right? Uh, and when they do that, they are doing it because your body is trying to communicate something with you and allowing those emotions to rise up to the surface, as it were. And you just observe them and allow them to communicate something to you or reveal themselves to you. Uh, so, oftentimes I will uh, my technique. I use um, uh, something called uh, then you just observe the emotion as it comes up and allow it to reveal its color, its shape, its texture. If there are any words associated with it, because then you will also find out where the emotion comes from. Right. So, does it come from? Something that happened a couple of days ago, or is it something that is even older, like from childhood? And it's coming out to, up to actually be acknowledge, acknowledged. You didn't deal with the emotion back then, so now it's asking you to allow it to be acknowledge, acknowledged and to uh, come through you. Uh, and then you can communicate something from your body, and uh, you you learn something about yourself. And Then, you know, most people. They know no three emotions. It's, you know, happy, sad, and pissed off. That's it. That's our emotional intelligence. So if we can sit with our emotions and allow them to allow ourselves to experience them and know that they're they're not going to, you know, quote unquote kill us, then we build, we expand on that uh, intelligence, right? That then in turn allows us to become more empathetic. Because the more we recognize our own emotions, when someone else is having an emotion, and we are being empathetic, and we take on that emotion, we go, hmm, I recognize this. And that would typically be beyond sad, happy, and pissed off. So it's it's the work we do for ourselves is work that we then do for others. And that's the point of filling your own cup before others. Some people feel this see that as selfish but it's it's uh, at the end of the day it's something that is going to be of benefit to the uh, humanity as a whole from my perspective
5: mm-hmm. I would say it's self-care rather than mm-hmm. being selfish
0: well absolutely but that's from the perspective of the individual right so you have people yeah. out there that don't practice self-care that yeah. will see it as uh, selfish yeah. because they're would... not, they're, they're not mm-hmm. doing it therefore you shouldn't
5: yeah Yes, yes. Right. I have a question, Christopher. On that, sure. uh, you said to just experience the emotion. So, of course, beyond these three, of co- uh, if you're going through any emotion, um, mostly what we we'll end up doing is to divert the attention and focus on something else. So, mm-hmm. I have a question: should is that is that called brushing it under the carpet, or Or you just stay there, do nothing, and just experience whatever is happening, uh, whether it's going down or feeling happy or sad or uh, whatever?
0: Well, it's coping mechanism. I I mean, I spent 30 years smoking. Um, Every time I got anxious or nervous about something, I'd pick up a cigarette. (sighs) Oh, finally. Yes, that's nice, right? So... Therefore, I, I didn't have to experience that emotion because I had my cigarette. Or, you know, come home from uh, work uh, <laughs> after a stressful day and have a beer. Coping mechanism. Uh, we've talked to, on this podcast a few times. we talked about uh, spiritual bypass, for example. And there's a lot of people using uh, the path of spirituality as a way not to deal with their own emotions, because as long as I'm spiritual, I don't need to deal with anything I have in my baggage or anything in my background, because the spirituality will take care of it all, right? But unfortunately, the 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 truth is that <laughs> uh, as we as we uh, kind of go down that path. Uh, it comes roaring back uh, with us, even though we live in this blissful existence. The karma comes back and so, knocks on your door and says, "Hello, I'm uh, ready to be dealt with." All right? And oftentimes, and I, I, I really want to stress this: if you have deep trauma, then you know, go work with a psychotherapist or some someone that you trust, uh, a professional healthcare professional. Always seek out to. Uh, deal with that in a safe environment and that's oftentimes the problem we don't we don't feel safe in these environments to express ourselves um, from that deep perspective and that's why a lot of people don't feel they have that empathy from others is because they don't feel safe to express themselves Um, and that's that's the space that can be provided if you hold space right it's just a safe space for someone to express themselves. Um, so, absolutely, if you if you feel that you are uh, experiencing uh, uh, challenges in your life currently that uh, you know require that special help, as opposed to you working on your own, for God's sake, go and seek it. Don't don't wait, because uh, if you can work on on your challenges and resolve them, then you will become part of the solution for someone else and part of the healing for someone else. Um, yeah, so it's... Once we can expand into this emotional intelligence and evolve that and allow ourselves to sit with that, then we can sit with others because then it's not so scary. It, it doesn't hurt so badly uh, because it's we recognize it and we know it. It allows us to then show up and be of service at a different level. Thank you everybody for joining in today and uh, sharing and um, you know, holding space for uh, me to express my, my point of view and I hope that I've been able to do the same for you. So thank you everybody and have a wonderful day. I hope we were able to widen and deepen your perspective of empathy and uh, see different situations and how you might be able to apply it. And as always, I hope we were able to challenge you a bit to uh, think about empathy in a different way and perhaps uh, how it might apply to your life. And a lot of clients that come to my coaching workshops at the Alchemy Experience do find it challenging to be empathetic because the emotional intelligence is not uh, wide enough. And that is unfortunately something in our societies where grown up or we, we kind of brought up with the notion that emotions are bad and stop crying and don't be so sensitive and you shouldn't be feeling that and so forth so we end up being quite limited in the spectrum of emotions that we can recognize as they come up within us because we rec- or rather within ourselves we see emotions as being dangerous and uh, something to avoid so a lot of times the, fir- the first steps that we take are to really allow ourselves to feel the emotions and change our perception of them and work through how we can take steps towards allowing these emotions to uh, be felt within us without attaching to them and without acting out from them. So, if you're interested in learning more about how you might be able to apply this into your life, then uh, visit us at thealchemyexperience.co.uk and on that page you will find a link to schedule a 30-minute free consultation with us. And we hope to see you there. If nothing else, we hope to see you at the uh, next uh, episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast. Have a good day now. Take care.